If you feel blocked, ashamed, frustrated, paralyzed, or even just completely defeated by a business fail, or you're not even creating or launching something new because you fear you might fail, I have four amazing truths to share with you that will help you, as Ayala once sang, dust yourself off and try again. Because remember, business failure is just feedback. So you know what's working and what's not working. So you know what to stop doing and what to keep doing and what to do more of and when to try something new. So in this episode, we bust through your failure blocks so you can dust yourself off and try again. You are listening to the Thriving Empire Podcast, a show designed exclusively to help you avoid working 24-7, to help you eliminate overwhelm, and help you live your ultimate life while you figure out how to make money from your ideas. This show should be your number one resource for no-brainer strategies, tactics, and tips for launching your ideas with more ease, vision, and freedom so that you can change the world drama-free. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, strategist, traveler, and coconut macaroon addict. Welcome to Season 2, Kickstart Your Mini Empire, so that you can create the life you really want. So let's get started. Well, hey there. I am so excited. I am recording this episode for you today. I have a workout scheduled later this afternoon. I'm doing these great body-resistant workouts by Nia Shanks. I am meeting a friend for dinner tonight at a Thai place around the corner. Life seems pretty good. Actually, I met up with a new friend last night, my third date in a week of celebrating my brand new shiny and official qualification as a UX designer. So what on earth is that? I basically now officially can make sure that your website or app is easy and intuitive to use so that your users or audience or clients or customers or whatever can find exactly what they're looking for. They can sign up, book, enroll, subscribe, purchase, and pay, and basically essentially do everything they came to online experience to do. And the reason I did this qualification is so that I can officially start offering services that I've been doing already for years and years and years. Because as a strategic planner at digital agencies and digital publishers and working with startups for the longest time, I've really been obsessed with digital experiences for almost 17 years, which is actually forever in the digital world. Anyway, I'm super excited about that, and I'll be letting you know how I can help you with your apps and websites in my weekly newsletter. So if you're not on that already, you can subscribe at stephanieholland.co, and I hope it's easy and intuitive for you to do so. So on that note, how are your products and services selling? I hope they're selling out, in fact, and if not, I know that can feel pretty shitty when they're not selling at all. And it can really affect your confidence, your drive, your work ethic, your ambition, and your startup vision. Uh, And generally your vision of what you believe is possible for you, what you think you're capable of. And I do not want that to happen because I really want you to be able to stay in the game until you get the results you're looking for in your business and in your life. But failure can really feel like a hump, right? Like a hump, a hurdle, a roadblock. And often instead of a roadblock, what we really want and need are new roads, not dead ends. But the thing is, you're going to hit a lot of potential hurdles when building your own business. You know that already, right? Your products and services sometimes don't sell or launch as you'd hoped or at all. The world doesn't always respond the way we want. 
our audience, clients, customers, media, and even our friends and family don't talk about our accomplishments the way we'd like to hear. For example, my dad, he only ever asks about my sales and how business is going. I don't even think he knows what my business is, what I do, what I offer, any of my products or services. He never asks if I'm happy doing what I'm doing, if I'm enjoying it, um, or what I'm learning, or about the other ways that I'm succeeding. And it seems to be very common that people only think of our success in terms of how much money we're making, which can actually also influence what we think of our own success as well, which is pretty crap. Um, But also, your ideas, decisions, and strategies might be criticized privately by your private network or very publicly on social media, or you're just not doing as well as other people in your field or category of expertise seem to be doing. That's you looking from the outside in. So all in all, it can sometimes feel like you're failing, right? And that feeling can distract you from doing what matters most to get you towards your goals. So here are the four truths that I hope will help you delete the drama and help you to focus on the maths and mechanics of your business so that you can create the outputs um, that you need to create to get you step-by-step closer to the goals that you want to see. So truth number one is this, you are not your idea. Okay. This is your new mantra. I am not my idea. Put that on a post-it. Write that on a post-it right now. In fact, pause this podcast episode right now and write down on a post-it, I am not my idea. Because here's the thing, your future or your product failures, your future future failures, your projects, your projects, your, your products, getting overexcited here, they don't mean anything about you personally. So in the first instance, your project failures are simply a set of results and feedback based on your most recent business experiment. Okay. And by experiment, I mean the task, the, the tactic or the strategy that you just implemented that generated a result probably a result you didn't like if you think of it as a failure, but it's just a result and it's just feedback. Okay. And in the second instance, identifying too closely with your idea, for example, when you think you fail because your idea failed, will actually just end up killing your idea anyway. So here's why. You will become risk averse if you feel like you have failed and you are the failure and you're the one who is being tested. You actually train yourself with that thinking to become risk averse. But risk is actually the heartbeat of business growth. You will be too afraid to take calculated risks move out of your comfort zone and stretch yourself and your capabilities because you're afraid of personally failing. And it means you'll be one foot in and one foot out because if your sense of self and identity and personal worth and validity is tied to the outcome of your project, you're going to make decisions based on mitigating the threat of failure rather than based on your future focus and what you want to achieve. And it will take out all of the joy, excitement, and sense of adventure out of your business. It really is the death of your entrepreneurial approach, which is really what you need to to stay in the game until you get the results you're looking for. So remember, you are not your ideal. You are never being tested. You are never 
never on trial. Your ideas are, your products and services are, but not you personally. You personally cannot fail. You can only experiment with your products and services and offers and observe the results of those experiments and make different decisions around those results. So listen, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, all life is an experiment. The more experiments you make, the better. So take his advice. Keep your sense of self out of it and just do a ton of experiments to get your products and services out into the world, into the hands of the people who will benefit from them the most. So truth number two is that other people's opinions are none of your business. Literally, because you cannot control what other people think of you anyway. Let me say that again. You can't control what other people think of you, nor should you focus on doing so. Because when your decisions and behaviors are guided by what you want other people to think of you, you dilute your you-ness, your uniqueness. You dilute your own personal brand, which is what makes you stand out from the crowd and noticeable in the first place. So this might stop you talking about certain things in a certain way, sharing certain things, changing your vocabulary, the way you dress, the way you talk, everything. This might stop you from doing webinars or Facebook live streaming or videos on YouTube or even talking about your ideas at business parties. It literally stunts your own growth. It stunts you personally and stops you from expressing yourself in the most authentic way, which is really the heartbeat of business growth. And it will also stop you from attracting the tribe who will love you and your brand and your products and services precisely because of your idiosyncrasies and um, uh, because they resonate with you on every single level of your you-ness. Because living in fear of other people's opinions leads to blah on all levels of your business strategy. And you do not want a blah business strategy. You want a business strategy infused with your personal attributes and characters and personalities and foibles and idiosyncrasies on all levels. Okay. Truth number three is that all feedback is really, really useful and really great feedback. Now, here's why you should welcome all types of feedback about your business and all types of results, because your growth relies on iteration and iteration isn't possible without feedback from your audience, your clients and customers in whatever form it comes in. So sure, you know, your, your products and services won't help everybody and they won't be liked or loved by everybody. That's okay. This just helps you fine tune your target audience because then you can identify the needs and characteristics of those who love your stuff so that you can attract more of them and actually focus on repelling the people who your services won't help and who the kinds of people who naturally just won't like or love what you're doing. It's absolutely brilliant to think of, think of your communications and interactions that way. Also, feedback allows you to take a step back and look at the bigger picture to see your idea from someone else's perspective. It allows you to modify, tweak and adjust, and it's really a huge advantage to see it that way. It really allows you to highlight kinks or improvements you may never have thought of. It allows your idea to become better than it was before. 
But if you don't allow this to happen, instead you'll just be angry and bitter about the negative feedback you're getting instead of seeing it as constructive and a way to sift out your ideal audience from those who you really don't want to waste your efforts on. And those kind of emotions, you know, anger and bitterness, they're really detrimental to your creative genius and your potential. So there's no such thing as criticism only feedback, okay? Look at whatever anybody is saying. Think about, is it useful? Is it true? And then you can do something about it. If it's not useful and if it's not true, then you can put it in your mental trash can, okay? Put it in the garbage and don't even think about it again. So feedback is vital for your business growth in all forms. Truth number four is that no one on the planet or maybe even in the universe, (laughs) has the perfect conditions or circumstances all the way. No one, not one single person. Although, you know, it might seem that many people go to an awful lot of effort to make it look perfect from the outside, you've got to realize that everybody has challenges at every level, both professional, personal, and business, at every stage of their business trajectory, from startup to well-established businesses. Now, Srini Rao, who is the co-founder of the Unmistakable Creative Podcast, said this in, his, in, in one of his, I can't remember if it's in one of his book or if it's in one of his articles. He said, after I self-published a book that became a Wall Street Journal bestseller and organized a conference that sold out in about two weeks, things started to go really wrong. And it's really funny because as I was reading this article, I had thought up until then that Srini's life was up until that point all lattes and chats with James Altucher and workouts with Tim Ferriss. But the inner turmoil that he went on to describe in that that article caught me off guard. And as an avid fan of his... um. Um, you know, listening to his podcast interviews right from from the beginning, I had actually perceived his journey as a meteoric rise to fame and success and was totally jealous about how large his tribe was and how successful his podcast was because the struggle he was experiencing was not really in view. I just couldn't see it. It was the unseen behind the scenes of a very publicly successful podcast. So the moral of the story is this. Do not use other people's visible achievements and metrics of success to um, judge yourself because their success on the outside really underplays the turmoil and tragedy that characterizes most journeys in some form or another along the way, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So you have no more challenges and no fewer opportunities than anybody else. The playing field really is level. Anyway, take it from Roosevelt if you won't take it from me. Comparison is the thief of joy. So learning and integrating these four truths into your life and work will be so liberating. And I hope this helps you so much. If you have the podcast study pack, You can crack open worksheet 3.2 to explore the truth behind your recent and your future failures. And I really challenge you to go deep with this question and all the questions in the worksheet because it will help you discover the next important steps for your business. And if you don't have your copy of the podcast study pack yet, 
Don't worry, you can grab it at stephanieholland.co forward slash 43. You'll get a worksheet for each episode in season two so that you can implement your learnings and insights ASAP. And you'll also receive other multimedia resources that I don't share anywhere else. And I personally think it's a steal at $27. And also, if you're listening to the podcast and you're really enjoying it, and even if this is the first episode you're listening to, I would so appreciate if you would rate and review it on iTunes so that other people can find the podcast as well. Thank you so much. That would help me out such a bunch. Until the next time, keep thriving on all levels so that you can stay in the game until you get the results you're looking for. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Have a beautiful week. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire Podcast. I really appreciate you being here. Now, if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now. Head over to stephanieholland.co and sign up right on the page so you never miss an episode. You'll also get my latest strategic worksheet for maximizing your personal freedom while you launch your ideas. And if you enjoyed this episode a lot, I would love it so much if you would do me a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. This will help me get the podcast discovered by more solopreneurs so that I can help them minimize the pain, drama, and burnout of launching their ideas too. Just search for Thriving Empire on your favorite podcast platform, subscribe, and review. Thank you so much. So you have a beautiful week, and I'll see you next time on Thriving Empire.